Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> show shall we 303 very good sunday morning to you new york city it's mike fliegelman with you fleegs on the fan for the next four hours until 7 a.m 877-337-6666 the number to call as always you can tweet at me at m fliegelman it's m-f-l-i-e-g-e-l-m-a-n we've got dexter henry with your updates at the top of every hour as you just heard the great chris hess fellow nittany line on the other side of the glass and we're with you for the next four hours. Ton of football, uh, the hockey story, as I just alluded to with Alvin, the WFAN night at the Islanders game. So great stories there. We'll get to all that, but we will start with the baseball. And now that Shohei Otani has signed his $700 million deal, which will, at least for a couple of weeks or months, you think, feel weird to say that a player signed a $700 million deal. But Shohei Otani did that with the Dodgers. All eyes now, and they kind of have been since the Soto trade happened, but we knew that nothing was really going to happen with Yamamoto until Otani signed. Now, not just the focus of Mets fans and Yankee fans shifting to Yamamoto, but the entire baseball world now looking at Yamamoto. And from a Yankee standpoint, if you get him, great. If not, that's okay. You just made one of the best trades I've ever seen for Juan Soto. And, of course, we can do a ton of that as well at 877-337-6666. But for the other team in town, for the Mets, this is now either the most or second most important free agent pursuit in their history. There is only one that I can liken to what the Mets are now doing chasing Yamamoto. And it's... Coming on uh, 19 years now, it just is insane to think it's been that long. But in early 2005, when the Mets had to make sure Carlos Beltran was hitting free agency and then ensure that they signed him. Yamamoto is that important to the Mets in a way that I don't know if I've seen one team need to sign one free agent in my entire life. And it's that way for a couple of reasons. Number one is the simple one. The Mets are in desperate need of help in their starting rotation. The Mets desperately need an ace. 
What Kodai Senga gave you last year was terrific. Probably exceeded all expectations. You slot him into the rotation for the next four years that he signed for. Good to go. That's a number two, maybe number three. They have Jose Quintana, solid veteran, innings eater, was durable up until last year when he missed a lot of time in the first half of the season for the Mets. You pencil them into the rotation, and that is it. Severino, they sign. Okay, there's one more. That's three out of five, and nothing at the top. Yamamoto, even though we've never actually seen him pitch, is the apple of so many teams' eye. Yamamoto is a treasured prize in free agency. We know the Mets want him. We know the Yankees want him. We know the Dodgers want him. The Giants. The There are plenty of teams that are lining up to try to sign a guy who has never pitched in Major League Baseball to a contract worth a couple weeks ago. We thought $200 million. Now, conservative estimates are putting it bare minimum at 250 And I think there's a strong chance, especially when you look at what Aaron Nola got, when you look at what Shohei Otani signed for today and the desperation of some teams, mainly the Mets, Yamamoto is going to get $300 million from a baseball team and he has never thrown a pitch in the major leagues. That's going to turn a lot of people off. There are a lot of people today who looked at Shohei Otani getting $70 million per year for 10 years. And of course, the breakdown is going to work a little differently, but the average $70 million over 10 years and are feeling sick over that. One, in general, they don't like contracts that big. And two, Otani's not even going to pitch this year. He's a $70 million DH for the Dodgers in 2024. He's worth every penny. And if you're the Mets, even not knowing what Yamamoto is, even knowing that there is, of course, a legitimate chance that he comes to pitch in Major League Baseball and the adjustment doesn't go as smoothly as it did for Kodai Senga as it has for other pitchers, as it has for a guy like you, Darvish, who's had a wonderful major league career. This could very well blow up in the face of the Mets or Yankees or whatever team signs Yamamoto, but no team has more to lose by not signing him than the New York Mets. And again, on a level that I cannot think of another example for, for a team needing a free agent. Carlos Beltran for the Mets was close to this. They needed to signal that it was a new era of Mets baseball, the new Mets, with Pedro Martinez coming on board. And they were trying to really dig out of that hole they were in. In 2001 and two, the bad contracts of Alomar and Vaughn and those bad trades, disappointing 2003, 2004, the Art Howe mistake, trying to dig themselves out of that hole with young players in Reyes and Wright, and putting legitimate stars around them. And they did that. And it was a franchise-shifting change for the Mets back then. Yamamoto might not have that impact immediately, but ultimately, as we know, the Mets, who still want to be competitive next year, and I think are going to be competitive next year, to the point where that may be a concern. We'll get to that in a second. But ultimately, Yamamoto is in line with their plan to, starting in 2025, be the every year World Series contender. Be that team that is like the Dodgers, like the Braves, like the Yankees. And I know 2023 didn't go the way of the Yankees, but 
every other year pretty much. They're right in that category. They'll get a pass for one year, especially when they go out and trade for Juan Soto earlier this week. That's where the Mets are looking to be. And we'll break it down throughout this show, something I've been trying to explain to Mets fans for a long time who just, you know, got excited about Steve Cohen and his shiny money, which they should have, but not understanding what it takes to build a baseball team. Why the Mets were much, much, much further away when he took over than any Met fan, it seems, except for myself, wanted to admit. Yamamoto is the one prize, the one piece the Mets can walk away from in this offseason among the top fish and say, all right, we got our guy. Let's move forward building a rotation around him. Building a team around our core of position players, our closer, our young prospects who are all on the position player side, and now a rotation of stalwarts, Yamamoto and Senga, and let's go from there. If they don't get him, we know the Mets aren't going to go all in this year so the way they did last year and have the record-setting payroll and trying to fill every hole on the roster through free agency and trades. Like, they've really built it up the last couple of years. But I don't think they're going to settle for not being competitive. And what I think should worry the Mets and Mets fans, it certainly worries me, is that if they don't get Yamamoto, all that's really left are panic moves. And the debate of which player do you give a bad contract to? I'm going to take one player out of that. It's Jordan Montgomery. I've been a big Monty fan from his days with the Yankees. He's been even better in St. Louis and then was excellent with the Texas Rangers this year. Lefty, durable, has proven he can handle New York, has proven he can pitch in the playoffs. With or without Yamamoto, I think he'd be a great addition for the Mets. With or without Yamamoto, I think he'd be a great target for the Yankees to reunite with him. Putting him off into his own category. The rest of the pitchers out there, Blake Snell, Lucas Giolito. Now, he's off the board, thankfully, but he's somebody that I had been saying for a couple weeks, I wouldn't have touched with a 10-foot pole, Eduardo Rodriguez. If Yamamoto is off the table, for a Mets team that needs an ace, is in desperate need of that frontline pitcher, the debate's going to come down to which guy are we giving this bad contract to? Because if you give a five-year deal, 100 million dollars to Lucas Giolito, and that's what he's going to command, that's a bad deal. You give that kind of contract to Blake Snell, I think you're paying for what he's done in his past. Blake Snell is a guy that, and I want to make it clear here, that I admire Blake Snell's game. I think he's better than he gets credit for. I just worry that because of the type of pitcher he is, if any of them have a chance of falling off a cliff entirely by the age of 33 or 34, it is Blake Snell. Because he's somebody that already walks a ton of guys, and if he loses that swing and miss stuff, which we've seen from a ton of pitchers at Mets fans, you just saw it with Max Scherzer this year, you lose that swing and miss stuff, all of a sudden, the walks are still there, but the strikeouts turn into hits and, in the case of Scherzer, home runs. So I would worry about giving that kind of contract to a Blake Snell. 
Yamamoto, even for a guy we have not seen, we know next to nothing about him in terms of what he could do in the major leagues. And he is a must for the Mets because there is no other player, no group of players, no set, no designed offseason for them to pivot to. The way this team is constructed, they have one target. And they've kind of told you that. They've approached this offseason as from the beginning, and right now they're filling out the 40-man roster. They're making depth signings. They signed Severino. We knew they needed three starters anyway. One was going to be a reclamation project or an innings eater at the back end. Well, reclamation project, Severino, there's your guy at the end of the rotation. They need a guy in the middle. We'll see who they target right now. None of those guys have signed yet. And then they need the top. And if you miss out on Yamamoto because of this free agent class, there is no other ace-like pitcher out there. And again, I've explained why Blake Snell is not that guy for me. You get Blake Snell on a one- or two-year deal, sure, but he's not going to sign that. He's going to get five years from somebody. And I would bet that years four and five, maybe even three of that contract, the team that signs him is not going to be very happy. There is no saving face for the Mets if you lose out on Yamamoto. Signing Josh Hader to put together this incredible eight, nine inning combo with Edwin Diaz isn't going to fly. It also, I don't think, would work because Josh Hader doesn't pitch in any inning outside of the ninth inning. But there's no, all right, let's form a super bullpen there. There's no, all right, make a trade and go get a Corbin Burns or a Tyler Glass now or a Shane Bieber. At least I hope not because when we talk about panic moves, that would be the ultimate one. For a team that hasn't wanted to trade its prospects to cash a couple chips in for a guy who's going to be a free agent next year just to save face in this current offseason. There are no good options for the Mets if they don't get Yamamoto. And it seems like they have serious competition for him. The Yankees are meeting with Yamamoto on Monday. They're bringing Hideki Matsui and Masahiro Tanaka into that meeting. We've heard the rumors that you know there might be a connection there. Certainly there's a connection with Yamamoto watching those two Japanese legends come over here and have very, very good MLB careers. And Hideki Matsui on top of it was a World Series MVP. There are rumors about the West Coast. And because of the deferrals in Shohei Otani's contract, not entirely out of the question that the Dodgers could still be in the mix on Yamamoto. We know nothing about this man and what he wants. Now, you heard John Heyman on with Alvin earlier, saw his tweet from earlier Saturday night. It's still viewed that the Mets are the favorites. Jeff Passan said a couple days ago that money is important to him. Don't get any, you know, don't get it wrong. The money matters to Yamamoto. And I had started to worry. I was thinking a couple days ago, of course, that the Mets finally have an owner who wants to spend in free agency. And they're pursuing the first free agency in the history of the sport to not care about the money over anything. There are conflicting reports out there. Some are encouraging, some discouraging. 
We don't know enough about what Yamamoto wants. Do the Mets get an edge for Steve Cohen and David Stearns flying out to Japan to meet with him and his family? Does he have an affinity for the Yankee brand, the pinstripes, the history, the winning tradition, the players that have already played in that stadium and become legends in a sense? We don't know. The Mets are really taking a gamble here. They're in a tough spot. They have no choice but to wait for Yamamoto to dictate the rest of their offseason. It changes everything for them. He signs, okay, Mets fans are on board. The team has a clear vision. They can go start putting it together. He signs anywhere else. Then all of a sudden, they're left holding an empty board with a round hole. And only square pegs trying to fill them all. You can fill all the rest, but that one is going to remain empty. The Mets need Yoshinobu Yamamoto in a way I have never before seen one team need one free agent. 877-337-6666. Let's go right to the phones and go to Jordan and Baldwin up first. What's up, Jordan? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. What do you got for us? Nothing much. I'm just on my way back from St. John's in Queens right now. I live there, so I'm, I'm listening to your show. First-time caller, first-time listener. And I, I've loved your opening monologue so far. I'm a Yankee fan. I want to be completely transparent right now. And uh, I'm opening for a little debate right now with you because I'm, I'm assuming that you're a Mets fan. It's my first time listening, but it sounds like you've just been completely Mets-oriented. So am I right in assuming that? Well, I'm a Mets fan. We hit, Yes, it's, this is a, a Mets focus here. I said I was a Mets okay. fan, so yes. Yes, yeah, so I I just happen happen to disagree with you that I think Yamamoto is going to be wearing the original pinstripes in New York, and I, I think the reason why is because completely. Well, well, well and, what do you disagree with? Because I didn't say Yamamoto was going to be a Met. I said the Mets need Yamamoto more than the Yankees do. Well, okay, so yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just I just recently tuned in, but I I think that Yamamoto is going to be a Yankee simply because. The Yankees need him just as much as the Mets do, and I completely agree with you on that part. This, this both on both parts, I think you are completely right with that. This is the most important free agent the Mets or the or, or in my case, the Yankees are going to need. See, I, I don't think it is for the Yankees. One, the Yankees already got the most important piece of their offseason, and that's Juan Soto. A plus trade, no complaints. A perfect move by Brian Cashman. I'll uh, argue with anybody who thinks otherwise, and we will yeah. get to that trade, of course, later on in the show. The Yankees now, they don't need, they have Garrett Cole. They have the best pitcher in the sport. They could but fill that, they could fill those roles in what's behind him in a number of other ways. You know, they I don't, they don't that, need the potential of Yamamoto, who's an ace. The Yankees could go sign a Jordan Montgomery and know exactly what they're getting and slot him right into that rotation. The Mets need Yamamoto because they need somebody who you could even feel remotely comfortable with if you go up against a Garrett Cole, if you go up against another team in their ace, that you feel that when you give your guy the ball, he could match what they do. The Yankees don't need that because they already have the ultimate card in their ace in Garrett Cole. And I think that's a very good point that you raised, but I also would like to, I, I just think that the Yankees rotation, as, as you did mention that, Garrett Cole is our rock, is our founder. But you, you're right, we could go out there and we could sign a Montgomery, we could sign someone who could just hold us over but I think that if 
the Yankees are, and I think we are, in a very win now mindset. I think that a lot of our, a lot of people are on a one year contract. I think our window is very, cool, very, very small, and I think that Yamamoto would send us over the edge to a point where I don't think. Oh well, listen, Jordan. Two, again, two separate things. Does Yamamoto are the Yankees right for pursuing him? Absolutely. Should Hal pony up the money and give it to Yamamoto? Absolutely. Does it put them over the top? Sure. But they don't need it to compete the way the Mets do. That's the difference. The Mets have no path forward to putting a kind of team on the field that they can be proud of and feel good about in 2024 without Yamamoto. The Yankees can. The Yankees, you could argue, already do. Now, they should still be looking for more, and they will still do more, but they don't have that same desperation. He is a want and a strong want for the Mets. He's a need. That's the difference. Thank you very much. I, I actually pretty much agree. I, I think they make a pretty good point, and I'm going to continue to listen because I'm actually very entertained by this show, and uh, thank you for taking my call, and I hope you have a great rest of the night, and I can't wait to listen to the rest of the show. Have a good night. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate it. I uh, hope you enjoy listening. Get home safe. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, for the Yankees, it, it's a no-brainer to pursue Yamamoto. They're making the right move. And I think there's a strong chance that he is a Yankee. Again, we don't know what he's going to prefer between what the two offer. The highest offer is going to come from the Mets because there is this desperation. David Stern, Steve Cohen know that they can't have the successful offseason without him. So whatever that deal is, whatever number is out there, be it from the Dodgers or let's say at the Yankees, and Yamamoto does want to put on the pinstripes which is absolutely plausible. Steve Cohen, let's say the deal is 10 years, $270 million. Steve Cohen's going to say, all right, 10 you got to turn down an extra $50, 60000000 million to walk away. That's where the Mets are at. That, that's what they need. Again, we know they aggressively want this guy. Steve Cohen and David Stearns flew across the world to meet with him. Because they know they need him. They cannot have a good offseason. Every other player you want to pick, going and getting extra bats, getting three where they need two, going nuts in the bullpen, signing four of these starters, and just trying to have a bunch of twos and threes make up your rotation. No, There's nothing they can do to have the team they want on the field on opening day in a couple of months if Yamamoto is not part of it, the Yankees, they absolutely can. That's the difference. Has nothing to do with where he's going to sign. I know Heyman said they're the favorites. Passon said the money matters. Right now, my gut feel tells me Mets and Yankees have about an equal chance. And that's before Yamamoto goes and meets with the Yankees on Monday, which is now tomorrow. That could go either way. This isn't the Otani deal where I never understood why people even entertained the idea that he was going anywhere except the Dodgers. This has been written in the stars for years. And if you called me at any point or listened to any of my shows over the last few years, whether it was Mets fans, Yankees fans, mostly Mets fans, dreaming about Otani, it was me shooting it down and telling them he is going to be a Los Angeles Dodger. Never bought even for a second that the Blue Jays were a real option. This isn't that. Yamamoto is meeting with his teams. He hasn't lived in America. 
He hasn't come over to the major leagues yet. This is all new for him. He's learning what he can about everything. And he's going to make a decision. And what matters to him, we have no idea. If it's money, Mets. If it's winning, tradition, pinstripes, Yankee brand, Yankees. It could be West Coast and Dodgers or Giants. We don't know. What I do know is this. The Yankees can walk away having the offseason of all offseasons without Yamamoto. The Mets, in no way, shape, or form, can do the same. For them, it's Yamamoto or bust. 877-337-6666. Take a timeout. Come back. Get right to your calls on the baseball. Mix in the Yankees, of course, as well. The Soto deal. I can't fawn over it enough. This is one of the best baseball trades that's been made in a long, long time. All you Brian Cashman haters, all you Hal Steinbrenner haters, have your apologies ready because the Yankees are the evil empire again. They traded for one of the best players in baseball. They gave up nothing for him. That's right. You heard me. Nothing. I don't care about Thorpe. I don't care about King. We'll get into all that. And we'll keep it going with your calls on Yamamoto and the Mets. Mets fans, do you feel that desperation? Do you have that sick pit in your stomach knowing that you can get an alert at any point on Monday or Tuesday of next week? And if he's signing with any team, then the Yankees will rub it in a little bit more. But any other team that's not the Mets because you know, oh no, there is no path forward to a successful offseason for the Mets if they don't get Yamamoto. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.